for him to touch our spirits and our hearts today. Let's just talk to him for a few minutes. Lord, we just reach out to you. God, I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory above all. us this opportunity to come together and worship today. God, order our steps. Lord, let lift it up. God, you lead us and guide us. God, we have to have the working of your spirit, Lord. That's God, settle these things, God, that torment us and frustrate us. God, help us, Lord, to turn the care of them over to you. Lord, and just be overshadow us today. God, and I ask you, Lord, to touch the people in God. Lord, and that you continue to bring our bodies together, Lord, in unity, God, in the mind of your spirit. God, we just honor you today. God, I thank you, Lord. We lift our voice to you because you're so worthy. This year and see where your hand, Lord, has divinely kept me and kept my family. And I am so thankful. Lord, I'm so thankful, Lord, I, that you took the time, Lord, and the care and concern to watch. Go through and finish out this year and go into the next year, God, that you one more time watch over us and keep us and lead us and show us, Lord, how to be a light and to be a witness for you, God, within our families and in our circles. Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you'd like. Do you love him this morning? Do you love him today? Hallelujah. He's so worthy. And I was... one of us you know we don't have but a couple of weeks till the end of the year and I've we I've had a lot going on in my life this year and I'm sure if every one of us looks back over maybe not the calendar year see where God's divine hand has overshadowed you and kept you that humbles me when I was driving in this morning, I just began to think over it. You know, the enemy will come many times with pressure. But then suddenly, the Lord just began to bring to me all the things in my life. I, we've, I don't know about everybody else, but I can, maybe I was taking the heat for everybody. I, I doubt it. Of so many things that God has done this year, not just the physical keepings from health, car accidents, all manner of things, but last year, and I can see change. That is huge to me. A heart healing is way greater than a physical healing. The physical healing is going to come when you through the doors of the church today but their lives are changing and when I talk to them I hear tenderness I hear compassion I hear interest in God which used to never be part of that I'm talking about and that I am grateful for the Bible tells us to not to despise not those days of Small beginnings, so I look for that, and I praise God for that change, and I thank Him for the big things. 
could have been lost this year, but God chose to keep us. And I'm so grateful for that. And it makes me know that He has a plan. He has a divine plan for our lives. Why am I here? You know what? What is I know why. I'm here to fulfill His will. I don't have the revelation of that will exactly yet, but I do know. I do know that He sing us a song here in just a few minutes, but just want to share something. A few years back, I seemed like I just lost my way. You know, I just was blowing in the wind like my anchor had come loose. And I just... My family was self-sufficient, didn't need me. From my parents to my siblings to my spouse to my children, my friends had gone on their ways, and I was like... I think folks could probably get along. But it took going to that place in my life for God to reveal, do you know that my life is worth living for Him? It's earth for my life to be worth living, but it took Him to reveal that to me. You know, you would like to think you could just, you know, soldier on through if you when you give your life to God and you just like <laughs> I had some pretty good valleys in there. But I can definitely say when I reached that place that he gave me purpose for taking a breath because I didn't want to. I did with the Lord. I was ready. I wanted out of the fight. I wanted out of the fight. The pressure was so great. I misery in my mind, the way the enemy's going to play up every scene, misery out of too much pressure. And if you're serving Jesus, you shouldn't be this unhappy. That was my opinion. It was a lie from the devil. And it took going to that place till he he was able to get through to me. You can never lack in self-esteem when you realize your purpose is His purpose. It isn't about me. It's about Him and what He created me for. And I began to see, you know, they talk about that movie, It's a Wonderful A Wonderful Life. Every life is a wonderful life when Jesus has come into it. He gives you that life and purpose. And if you don't touch but one person in your whole life, it was His divine will. That is a beautiful thing. You look at people in the Bible that don't have great titles. You know, everybody talks about the ones that hit the high points. Apostle Paul, Peter, you know. others but what about Simeon in the temple I love his story because he was just in the temple and they brought Jesus in to be circumcised and he said before I died and he was like I am good to go but that was a testimony I don't know who else's lives he impact but it was enough to put in the word of God for us 
Then there's people, we today terminology prayer warriors, but I don't know, I don't find that per se in the word. Might be a little overrated. But she was a worshiper in the temple and she was there praying. Prayer is worship. That's one person. She probably thought she was pretty insignificant. She was a widow. But you think about it. She spent all that time praying. The Lord counted it worthy to put it in the word of God. What if you're married to somebody and you spend all your life, all your 60 years together and you've had to pray that person through for those whole 60 years and for one soul are you willing to do it for one soul that is great honor that is honor that God would bestow upon you to pray to sometimes take a new look at our lives and try to see them as God sees them. Look through his eyes at what he created us for. It took me a long time in my life to get there. I was in my 40s. A lot of time feeling down and self useless and all those kinds of things. Man, I wish I'd have learned this back in my 20s. I'd have, who knows what? <laughs> who knows what? I lived in a lot more peace. So I like to tell people about that because I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't be down. No, no, no. God's given you purpose. Find it. You got to find it. I cannot tell you your purpose. I cannot do that. Problem. I wanted him to validate me. I wanted him to tell me my purpose. No. I know I hold a mighty high place in his life, but God's the one that gives me value. those stripes for my healing he's the one that hung on that cross he's the one that did it I owe all to him all to him I owe every day every day think about those things so this time of year we easily get distracted easily get distracted but bring that focus in and remember who bought you Remember, give you that direction for your life. Does that make sense today? Does that click us heartstring maybe today? And we can take that with us and and think about it. When I feel that in other people, I like to put that devil away and try to bring out that that life of Christ because <laughs> I sure can't stand to see the devil whooping up on somebody. I really can't. I tell you, there's a lot of things that I had gone through. Had someone been able to minister to me and reveal to me what was going on, it sure would have helped. But the Lord didn't have it that way. He wanted me to learn it personally. pass it out there and I just like I said that was in my spirit in my heart this morning and 
just going to take a break here. I know this might not be a typical church service for, for some. If you're not used to it, we do just don't. and give us his wisdom to minister to our spirit. So let's just take a second and reach out to him again and ask for his guidance and his wisdom. Lord, let these words settle down in our spirits. God, if there's... It's not feeling that plan and that purpose for their lives. Lord, I ask that you reveal it today. God, I ask that you tear down the walls in our hearts, Lord, that hinder us from receiving from you, God. Lives in our Christian walk, Lord, we get so dismayed. It's so easy to get dismayed and disillusioned. Lord, if that's working in anybody's heart and spirit today, to let your spirit go in. You told us in your word that love never fails. Let your love minister to us today. Let your love minister to us today. Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Just a little bit more. I'm going to add. It's so easy in our, in our walk with the Lord. It's very easy to get bruised and battered, especially in church. You know, that's where, that's where my wounds came from was church. Shocking. You know, you think. You know, that didn't always doesn't always work. It did not work that way for me. Those were my worst wounds came from the people that I worshiped with. And it took me a There was no way I was letting anybody else in my life, I can assure you. But you know what? That stopped the Spirit of God from being able to work in my life. It stopped the Spirit of God from being able to flow in and flow out of me and And I looked back over my life, and, you know, sometimes you like to toot your own horn, but I was thinking, you know, Lord, I gave my life to you when I was 17. I was young, and I was ready to just serve the Lord. At 19, and married a preacher, you know, so you're in the church world and everywhere, and whoa, did I get assaulted spiritually on that journey, and I thought, I look back at you, know, I said, Lord, trenches. You know, my feelings were hurt at God. That's where I'm going. You've got to get real. And I had to face it, Brother Donald, that my feelings were hurt at God, that that was the right, and you didn't have problems, and right, oh, no, <laughs> I got a dump truck full of not right and not good. But it took me a lot of years to Now I blamed everybody. I blamed people. I blamed preachers. I blamed everybody. Blamed myself. Blamed a whole lot of things. But you know what the root of it really was? I was mad at God. Protect me. 
and I felt like I'm just telling the truth of what I told the Lord because that's how I felt. You were supposed to keep me and you let me get hurt. And that And that was such a real conversation with the Lord. And, you know, he's loving and compassionate. And it's not like, you know, he wasn't going to have lightning strike me and whatever. He, he listens to us. He when I got real with him and just accepted that I was really mad at him because I wanted him to keep me. You know what scripture he gave me? It pleased the Lord to And you know what? It pleased the Lord to bruise his only son. And I said, and the servant is not above his master, but he shall be as his master. You is good enough for me. Who beat Jesus? Well, the Romans, but who set him up for it? It was the church. It was the Pharisees. Who sent him to the cross? It was the Pharisees. Right? help being able to get through it because I cannot do it in my own strength and neither could Jesus he had to have that help of his father and it over to the Lord and when I accept and understand that it's all part of his making to have Christ formed in me I say does it make the pill go down a little better I'm not sure Help me tolerate it a whole lot better when I look at the end goal. So think about that next time you're facing something in your life that seems unjustified, unfair, you didn't do it. <laughs> Trouble for something you did do, you know, but take it when you get, you know, charged for something you didn't do, unjustly charged. Well, a lot of that, hey, we get that way. You shouldn't have done me like that. You did me wrong. I didn't deserve it. But that's all right. Hard way to go, but it's a right way to go. Amen. Do y'all love the Lord this morning? I'm going to have Sister Kathy come. I want you just to think on those words this morning. Let them penetrate into your heart and your spirit. And to have any minister to us. So let's just welcome Sister Kathy this morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Coming up the road, I was listening to some music and and a song came on. I, I don't remember the name. I think it's all in all. But the point is, it says, because of who you are, I give you glory. And I said, God, let me go to your house and just worship you. Just for who you are. Not to ask you for anything. But just to worship you. Because of who you are. Isn't he precious this morning? I love him with all of my heart. And there's nothing like his love.
each and every circumstance. Amen. Y'all worship with me. things that aren't right all around will come down see God's not limited by man's degrees he's not afraid of those armies you see just turn around stand your ground you're gonna be Amen. I am so thankful that the word of God is truth. It is power. It is life to them that believe. Amen. Do you believe? Sister Lisa, in my life, when I knew the word of God was true, but I wasn't sure, I wasn't convinced that it would work for me. Amen. I knew that God could do in my situation, but I didn't.
bring me to a place, Brother Kevin, where I could trust him to move in my situation. Hallelujah. This is probably too loud, Justin. I get very excited. Amen. I'm so thankful this morning. every concern in my life hallelujah there's one thing sister lisa that i know i know in whom i have believed hallelujah i know hallelujah in my god i know that That causes all things, hallelujah, to work together for my good. Not only the good things, not only the easy things, not only the nice things and the pretty things. Thing in my life. And he causes it to come together for a good purpose in me. So that he can perform that work in me that he desired to perform so that he can make me womb he knew me yes he did he knew who I was he knew every mistake I would make he knew every victory I would win hallelujah and he had Sister Lisa was saying, you got to find it for yourself. Have I found it? Not completely, but that's okay. Because you know what? I'm fine with taking it one day at a time. Get up today and say, okay, God, whatever. By your grace and mercy, I don't have to know the whole plan. Sometimes I think I do. Sometimes I want to. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I don't have to know the whole plan. Because I trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful this morning that he gave me enough strength to push past all the stuff going on. Hallelujah. And get to his house. Amen. I, w I was back. I don't know just how long, but it's been a little while back that every we were responsible for every service. Every service, we're responsible to be prepared for this. And yielded to the working of his spirit to be available to him for whatever he would use us to do. Now, coming up the road this morning, I had no inkling that Sister Lisa was I would not even be here this morning. Amen. But we have to be available to his purpose. And you know what? I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I have failed you in that these last few weeks. So much going on, cancer and, and rehab and different things with different people. And I feel like I'm pulled in three million directions and there's not enough to be there for God to be there for my church family sometimes it can be overwhelming and I told the Lord I said I've, I've failed you in that I haven't really prepared myself back on track to not be distracted by all the things going on because those are just things. And he's got over it all anyway. And I trust him to that end. I do. Hallelujah. But 
everything that's going on. Amen. But I'm thankful this morning that he's a, a gentle reminder of his instruction and his purpose and his plan. And he knows all about us even before we knew about ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. I would like you this morning to just kindly focus your mind and your thoughts kindly. And what you got to do this afternoon and for this little bit of time, focus on Jesus. This morning and see what he would do for you this morning what his plan and purpose is for you in this service amen Worship the Lord, hallelujah. I have journeyed through the long dark Like they 
Though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. My God, I'm thankful. <laughs> oh, I'm thankful. And I can trust that anchor, amen, not to let go of me, hallelujah, but to hold steady, hold sure, hold firm, hallelujah, to not let me sink, hallelujah. That anchor, amen, hallelujah, because it's true and it's real and it's safe and it's secure, amen. Make your pastor welcome this morning, amen. Let's just ask God to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. You know, if God's going to speak to you don't see with these, and you don't understand in your own spirit. If the Spirit of God's speaking, there's got to be something in you that's going to hear what He's saying. Because if you don't, all you're going to hear is words. 
Why? So you got to hear by the Spirit if you go understand what God's saying. So let's go to prayer and let's just petition the Lord. You know, I believe in prayer. I believe. Now serving God, started really walking with Him when I was 19 years old. But I was raised in church. Uh, I just turned 64, and I was raised in church all my life. I've been in church all about four. About 16 to 19, you know, I just just want to be like everybody else. And the whole time I was out there running from God and didn't want to answer that call, I said, God, don't let me die. And I'd slip in at night and hear Mama praying. Whoa, Mama would be praying. Oh, and just smite my heart. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing like a praying Mama. Bring heartstrings. You appreciate the Lord today? Let's talk to the Lord. Righteous Father in the name of the Holy Child Jesus, we come before you today and Lord, everyone that's here, I believe you've drawn them here. I believe they're here for a purpose. And I ask you, Lord, to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart Lord, I believe you've got a purpose for every one of our lives. And it's up to us to find that purpose and find your will. What I'm asking you today, Lord, is not our will. We'll lift up the name of Jesus and magnify you and honor you and praise you. We ask it all to be done. In Jesus' precious name, Lord. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. I'm glad to be in. how God's going to move, but Sister Kathy was singing that song, I just, you know, started thinking, how many people's ships battered? <laughs> but are you still standing? You're still fighting, you're still willing to fight. You know, I, I was raised up, and pretty well for years, I had the belief that if anything the life of Apostle Paul and all he went through for the gospel. You know, you really start wanting to serve God and grow in God, then God's going to let you go through trials. But as a U.S. history buff when I was in school and growing up, and I just loved to read, and I probably read about The Revolutionary War, I'm pretty sure he was a naval commander. And his name was John Paul Jones. They just about blowed his ship out from under. said, sir, I have not yet begun to fight. So if you're going on for God, you've got to make up your mind. You know, Paul taught about fighting. He said, fight a good fight. 
uh, he knew he was fixing to die. And he wrote to Timothy, which was one of his sons in the Lord. He said, son Timothy, he said, I fought a good fight. He's nearly run. He said, but there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. Because Paul did, he fought a good fight. For years, he fought a good fight. And you know, I see... They'll be in, they'll be out. 46 years, I've served the Lord, and I ain't never found a place I wanted to get out. I want to stay in the fight. Amen? Because there's men that's went before... the faith, and I want to try to set a good example. I do, I want to try to set a good example. And, you know, y'all uh, appreciate our visitors being here. Your name, Heaven. You being here, but, you know, we don't have any set form for service. We don't, we just come in, we get in prayer, and, Supposed to start at 11 sometime. You can come in 11. Service or any. We just try to follow the leadership of the Spirit. Because I want to be real. I want God to be real in my life. And in truth. There's a lot of people gifted in music and I love music but I want to be by the Spirit of God I want to play a guitar and they can move a service they can really move a service when it's by the Spirit of God but just get up and sing or somebody just get up and testify or talk Because I'm wanting to grow in God. And I want to see a people grow in God. Because I believe we're at the door of a ministry coming forth the world's never seen. And I keep telling people there's a ministry coming forth that's going to be just like Jesus was when he walked this earth. And it's going to be down here. It ain't going to be up there. It's going to be down here. You ain't going to need a minister up there. Got to have something down here. You know, when I come to the Lord in 1972, I went to a church for several years where there's probably close to 200 young people hungry for God from their late teens. You could go into church any hour, day, or night, and there'd be young people in there praying. They'd be fasting, they'd be seeking God, they'd get out and preach on the street, they'd get out and testify and witness. But, you know, God started putting them through trials, and not a lot of them hung on. Matter of fact, I don't know very many. I, I can't tell you one of them anywhere that went on and put on one preaching, on one going on in God 46 years later. And that's sad. That's sad. But I believe there's a ministry coming forward. It's going to move this young generation. 
They just kind of settled in church. <laughs> a lot of people, they just kind of settle down in church. And I don't want to settle down. I want to possess that very life that Jesus. You can't be like Jesus. That ain't what my Bible tells me. You read one scripture, and I'll just give you one. And it's in the Gospel of Luke. 40th verse, and I've heard people say, well, hey, there wasn't one perfect man. There might have been one perfect man, but that don't mean that he ain't bringing forth a generation that's going to be just like him. And that's what I'm striving for. And you'll never be perfect in man's eyes, but the word perfect in the Gospels means mature and complete. You can be mature and complete in God, but you won't ever please man. Believe he reached perfection? Was he criticized? Was he condemned? Did he offend people? Did he upset folks? Well, if you become like him, you're going to do the same thing. <laughs> that way, this thing will be there. But you can reach maturity in God. And from the Gospel of Luke, the sixth chapter, Jesus was talking, he said this. Everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. And I don't believe that's when you get up there. I don't believe God's going to perfect you and you're going up. There's a generation needs to be reached. Six billion people in this world. And y'all know the majority of them never heard the name of Jesus? India's got almost a billion and a half people. Right there, that's 3%, or that's half the world right there. You put them together, that's almost half the world right there. And you take Africa and the rest of them nations. So there's some gospel to be preached. And I ain't talking about just going over and telling Jesus saves them. I'm talking about going over in the power of the kingdom. Demonstrating, having miracles and healing and deliverance. I'm fighting for. My job ain't to get you to believe what I'm preaching. My job is just preaching. <laughs> That's all my job is, just preaching. I'm not out here trying to persuade people now. God, I'll talk to you about Scripture. And... If you got any kind of hunger in your heart at all, I'll just about convince you. <laughs> because this is what I study. This is what this ain't something I do once a week on Sunday morning. My heart, my mind, my spirit's in this word constantly. And the Lord's constantly dealing with me. But I want to go to Oh, and y'all know that we won't have any service next week because I know about everybody's going to want to be with family. Next Sunday will be Christmas. And 
we will won't have a white tonight service not unless y'all want one but you know when, when mom and daddy used to go to watch night service watch night service started about seven till after midnight now people start at nine thirty and 10 o'clock and coffee and cake and oh I'm fixing to get off on the wrong See, I believe in a church that's alive, and I believe in a church that's real, and I believe a church got power over the devil. Amen. And that's where God's trying to take us. Where did I tell you all I was going, Romans? 8. Yeah. And I, I didn't get a chance to really comment on my notes this week. I do have scriptures that I put together. and uh, But it didn't have a... Any of you ever been in a situation where you've been going through some things and dealing with some things and you've asked God, God, have you forgot about me? Know where I live, Lord? Here's my address in case you forgot. I've told the Lord, I said, here's my address in case you forgot where I live. But this scripture, And we know that all things, didn't just say the good things. Since we know that all things work together for good. Who are the called according to his purpose. And like I said, when, you know, when I grew up, I thought anything bad happened to people was of the devil. faith in God going to see whether you're going to serve him or not no matter what happens because if you're just going to serve God in the good times anybody can serve God in the good times when you're up on the mountain things look easy life's at its best <laughs> but when things change you get down in that valley. And, you know, Job went through so much. Did y'all realize what Job lost in one day? Lost everything he had, all his kids, everything. One day, God. Had a cattle, lost, I think, seven kids. And Job sat down in the pile of ashes, boils broke. Heads off the boils. The Bible said Job's grief was so great that he opened not his mouth. He didn't open his mouth for a week. Didn't open his mouth for a solid seven days. And then when he finally opened his mouth, the Lord. He said, everything I got, God gave it to me. He said, the Lord give it to me. The Lord chose to take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And his wife 
you just curse God and die. He said, woman, he said, you talk like a foolish woman. He said, shall we receive good at the hand of the Lord only and not evil also? So there's a time you and see if you're going to serve him. If you'll serve him in the hard times, God can bless you. If you're just serving God for blessings, you might as well give it up. Again, you ain't following the real gospel. The real gospel causes you to suffer. If you suffer with him, then you can rule and reign with him. Amen. Whether it's, I think it's First Peter, the fifth chapter. He said, after you've suffered a little while, the Lord will establish you, settle you, strengthen you. Then he'll make you perfect. Y'all with me today? Hallelujah. I'm going on down to verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And I'm going to stop right there. A lot of people don't. The first chapter. I believe God's got a purpose for every one of our lives. And I believe it's what that scripture said. You're foreknown. And God's got a purpose for you. So I'm going to Jeremiah, the first chapter. And the Lord's got to be leading me this way for a reason. Just couldn't, you know, sometimes you just got to wait for the leadership of that Spirit of God to know where to go. Y'all with me in the first book of Jeremiah? You know, I was telling my, my son, my daughter-in-law got to visit us and we was discussing some things ever since my son come to the Lord. He's got in and sought the Lord a lot in prayer and fast and studied the Word. And me and him like to talk about the Word a lot. And, man, he reads that Word and he studies it. And let's and God church. Back when they first started going to church, said, I said, I talked to one man. He told me he went to church and he took his Bible in there. So one of the deacons come to him and said, you don't need says, and said, so you can just leave the Bible in your car, leave it at home, just read it at home. said, you don't need it here. I've had several different people tell me they went to churches or didn't allow them to bring their Bible. Right there with you. You may not understand everything I say to start with, but you know what I got to say? I didn't understand a whole lot because I was, I was a babe. I was young in the Lord. 
my understanding on things. He put me in school. And he taught me the Word. When I started pastoring in Alabama in 2000, all ages and all maturity levels. He said, you're going to have kindergartners, you're going to have grade school, you're going to have middle school, you're going to have high schoolers. He said, you might even have some even college. But see, I just, I just give what God gives me. That's the way I know to do it. Just, pat, just whatever God puts in my spirit, that's what I give, folks. Like I said, it's up to you to Get in there and figure out. Put you here, put you around the Word, put you around the truth, put you around the real Spirit of God. You got a purpose. There's a purpose for your life. Jeremiah, the first chapter. Then the Word of the Lord came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Sound like me, God foreknew him. Me, God foreknew him. He said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a I was ever born, God said, I've already ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. I've already sanctified you. I've already got a purpose for your life. But it was up to Jeremiah to fulfill your calling. He might, he might make you wish you had it. But he ain't going to make you fulfill it. You know, and he spoke Jonah what to do. And Jonah went out there and got on that boat. God was trying to get his attention. He told him, he said, y'all just throw me overboard. And they did. When they did, the storm ceased. And God prepared that. But God had one that could swallow him. <laughs> he got down there, and you read about it in Jonah. He said, he said I was in the belly of hell. But he got down there. He said, I got down and far as I could tell, he said, I turned my face toward Jerusalem. And he said, I started crying. He said, out of the belly of hell, I cried unto the Lord. Tell you something. He got Jonah's attention. Now, I, can, I can just hear the Lord and Jonah down there just uh, screaming and crying out to God down the belly of that well. He said, uh, about ready to go to Nineveh, Jonah? Nineveh God you get me out of here I'll do anything <laughs> but he cried to him God had a purpose for him he wasn't going to make Jonah go I want to fulfill God's call because I love him I don't want God to have to persuade me to preach the gospel I want to preach the word 
because I love God and God's put something in my spirit. I've sought God to help people and have healing and deliverance. Being able to preach a word that would get people grounded in something. When I first got saved and come to the Lord, I the preachers out here, you just leave me out of it. I said, I won't be different. I think you heard my prayer, Sister Pat. <laughs> but I said, you put a hundred preachers in a If I'm called and chosen, I said, I want you to do something different in my life. I want to be real. And that's been my heart's crisis, Kathy, from day one. I want to be real. And I told the Lord, I want the gifts of We call the healing revival. I was born in 1952. And at that time, A.A. A. Allen, Roberts, Branham, some of the great healing evangelists were beginning to get started. That's what I was raised under. Went to meetings. Had 15, 20,000 a night. See, y'all can't imagine people turning out 20,000 a night for a revival, and some of them run five, six weeks. And they'd preach about 15, 20 minutes on. I mean, they'd get through preaching by 9 o'clock and they'd start praying for folks and pray for them until 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. They had so many people to pray for. And miracles. Miracle after miracle after miracle. That's what I come up under. By him laying his hands on folks. That's what I wanted in my life. That's what I've sought for my whole life. I'm getting close to something. <laughs> Ain't had near as, ain't helped near the people I want to. But there's great revival fixing to break out. And I don't know how many of y'all have got the, uh, but I told you about it here about a month ago. I was ministering in Fort Payne on November the 9th, 2014, and the Spirit of God began to deal with me. He said, there's coming a ministry. It's going to be just like Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord hit me, and I said, man, there's fixing me great revivals. And I named New Zealand, I named Japan, I named a lot of them islands over in there, Australia. New Zealand with a great earthquake. On November, I think it was the 14th of this year, New Zealand had a 7.6 or 7 earthquake. All through that region round through there. He said, Japan's going to have an earthquake. New Zealand's going to have it. All through that region of the Philippines, Australia, all down in there. He said, they're going to have earthquakes. Well, since that, no November the 14th. The Solomon Islands had one two weeks ago, a 7.8. And yesterday, or Saturday, or, or Friday, I can't remember when it was. I think it was yesterday morning. Those earthquake. 
So in one month, there's been four major earthquakes in that area. And that's what God told me on November the 9th in 2014. He said this is going to be a sign of the coming forth of the Son of Man in great revival. We fixing to have it right here. There's prayers been prayed for revival. Some of y'all prayed prayers for your loved ones, for God to move and save and deliver. This thing is on us. This thing's at the door. He, he, he told Jeremiah, he said, before I ever formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before you ever were born, man, I had ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. I sanctified thee and ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. Then it said, I, our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm a child. Spoke this to him when he was a child. And Jeremiah spoke, I'll speak from a child, but the Lord said unto me, Say you not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to tell all that I shall send thee, and wheresoever and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt saith the Lord the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and the Lord said unto me behold I have put my words in thy mouth when God put something in you and you're going to come forth and that's why this scripture right here in Romans 8 come to my spirit and God started dealing with me he said he said there are people forth in my image and bring them forth in the image of my son there's people it's already ordained I didn't have nothing to do with it you didn't have nothing to do with it but God said there's people and that word conformed if you look it up means you're going to be fashioned amen you're going to be fashioned in the likeness or the image of Did y'all know when God made man? He made him eternal. He didn't make him to die. God didn't make man to die. That he could live in. That was God's purpose for creating man. Man's one messed it up. But I'm going to go back to Genesis 1. I hope y'all are with me today. Genesis 1 and 26. Man in our image. Have y'all ever thought about what the image of God is? Image of God ain't a body, two arms, a head, two legs. That's not God's image. God's image. He said that all things he might have the preeminence. God's in total control and authority. Whether you realize everything goes on in your life, God's in total control. 
before I started pastoring, but I was evangelizing. Had a couple of tents, and I'd worked probably since the 80s, late 70s. I started tent ministry. Texas in the Midwest, and I had one I was going to keep in the southeast, and I was going to work between the two. Just about had it set. I fell off a roof. It might happen. Good friend of mine called me in the hospital about one, uh, probably about one thirty that morning. I can't remember what time it was. And, uh, Found out what she said. God spoke to me, and He said, you, "She said, you call Him and tell Him I create every circumstance." Back of my mind, oh no, I love you and I appreciate you. I respect you as a vessel of God, but God didn't do this to me. It's the devil. No, God done it to stop me. Work some things out of me that I could become a vessel that was more obedient and more yielded and more work ready to be worked in by the Spirit of God. I going out there preaching. Hundred people having good revivals. Miracles, blind eyes, deaf ears, crooked spines, short legs, cancers. I remember praying for a woman in Tuscaloosa in 95. Put that thing up on the ground right there in the tent meeting. This is the kind of miracles I was having. So I, man, I thought I was in the mind and will of God. I was headed for them big tents and I, I wanted to meet like Alan and Cohen Roberts used to have. like T.L. Osborne used to do. T.L. Osborne, man, he come to our church when I was six years old. And we put a big bed sheet up across the platform and they showed a big 16 millimeter rib. 200,000 a night. Woo! Man, that thing got in my spirit. And I got to reading his books as I grew on. Everywhere he'd go, man, South America. 3,000 a night coming out to hear the gospel and the man having great miracles. And there was something in me, I wanted that. I wanted that deliverance. I wanted that faith in God. I wanted that walk with God. It, God just had a different purpose for me. So he didn't slow me down. He brought me to a sudden stop. And I tell people, it was that sudden stop when I hit the ground. <laughs> That's what hurt. And I don't advise anybody. I'm going to tell you something. They, uh, they, somehow they figured it, but I was... And then I was another 20 feet to the peak. There's a metal roof, and I lost my foot, and I started sliding. There wasn't nothing to stop me. There wasn't nothing to grab hold of. Wasn't no gutters, because when I went off the edge of that house, she saw me.
nothing get a hold of. I went down 22 feet and landed on my stomach. And y'all think it's funny, but when I hit that ground, I bounced. I felt myself bounce. When I come up on my knees and that pain hit me and I started screaming, it hurt. So God didn't slow me down. He stopped me. And for two and a half months, they're about. Some things he wanted me to do started changing me. And took me off the evangelistic field of pastoring a church. I wasn't interested in pastoring a church. I was happy. He took evangelism out of my spirit. Man, I've told people for years, I said, I think I was born under canvas and sawdust. I love tent revivals. I grew up in them. I love preaching them. There's a spirit. You can preach, and people seem to come, and when they come, they seem to come wanting to receive. And there's just something there. And, you know, I started out one about like the size of what you got, like And then a 50 to 110, and a 60 by 90, and a 60 by 120. When I come off the field, I had a tent seat about six, 700 people. And God was giving me revivals. But that ain't what God wanted for me. I had to battle some things. I had to come to grips with some things. I had to take inventory of my life. It wasn't that I wasn't being used of God. I'm doing what I wanted to do. <laughs> I'm doing what I hard on my family, though. I'd go off for two, three weeks at a time, leave my wife and three kids at home. Go to the mission field most every January and end. Reach 100,000. Seeing folks saved 50, 60, 70,000 at a time, every miracle you could name. That's all well and good. But the Lord had different. Sometimes I feel like I'm back in the beginning of my ministry. <laughs> now he's taken me and he's caused me to stand still. And I'm preaching. That they'd be steadfast. That they want to come to church. They want to pray. They want to seek the face of God. They want to be built solid upon the Word. Because you ain't built solid upon the Word. I don't care who you are. You've got to be built on that Word. And God's got to be real in your life. And I don't believe... And people just going out here preaching... But I'm going to tell you something. If you can't follow, you can't lead. If you, ain't, if you can't follow preaching and teaching and get grounded in God's Word, you don't have the ability to lead. I can't tell anybody how to change their life. And I was talking to my neighbor. He's from Jamaica. I hadn't got a chance to see him much. He's a real good man and 
He's always taking care of stuff around the house. I think Friday, and I was talking to him about, you know, how God was moving, what God was doing. And, and, uh, and I told him, I said, anybody can preach the word. I said, but when you minister, you minister what you are. You minister what God's put in your life, what God's worked in your life. And I said, God ain't worked nothing in your life. You ain't never been steadfast and settled. And I said, God ain't preaching. They need ministering to. They need a standard set in their life. And they need somebody to teach them how to serve God, how to walk upright with God and live clean and holy and set a standard in their life. Set a standard. Get, get people in prayer. Get them studying the Word. That's why we have service here. And then Monday night we have prayer. And then Tuesday night we have Bible study. Because come to church. I don't know what the Word says. Because when you really get hungry for this and you start listening to what it says, then you're going to make up your own mind. And you're going to follow God. Are you going to follow God for what He wants to work in your life? I followed God for years for what I wanted Him to work in my life. It wasn't what He wanted. So He... Now I don't advise any of you to reach the place where God's got to change your course. Because it ain't pretty. And then we went on from there. We started church. Two thousand and three. God hit my house with a lightning bolt, burn it up. I thought, well, I thought God had my attention. So but I want to take you to a scripture in Galatians, the fourth chapter. And I'm not going to be a whole. Give me 10 or 15 more minutes, and I won't take over another two and a half hours. I like it, Brother Michael was here back in October. He said, now, I ain't going to tell you I'm going to close. He said, because I tell you I'm going to close. But I just try to be led by the Spirit of God. I don't care if I'm up here 15 minutes or two hours in 15 minutes. I try to be led by the Spirit of God. And Paul said this, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ, Y'all see what Paul's saying here? He said, my little children, of whom I travail. Travail goes to a woman's birth pains. When I get in, in prayer, I start travailing. There, there are actual 
spiritual birth pains take hold of me and I start praying for y'all for Christ. Out of you. I, that's what I pray for. Some of y'all don't realize how much I pray for y'all and I've started, God put this scripture for Christ to be formed in them. I'm going to start praying for Christ to be, because it's the only thing that's going to help this generation. I mean, there's the greatest knowledge of preaching out there. Churches. Run 7, 8, 10, 15, 20,000. But it seems like the world's getting further and further from God. And it seems like this nation. Has just happened in this nation in just the last few years. I mean, just the things that are done, things that are said. It's, a, it's an attack on Christianity. And then y'all look overseas. Cut off, being persecuted and tortured. And I'm going to tell you something, it's going to make its way to America. You might as well get ready for it. Y'all think we're better Christians over here than they are over there? For something. Paul said, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, so here Paul is praying, and he said, my little children, Christ be formed in you. I want that mind. Amen. I want that mind of Christ. Paul wrote in which was in Christ Jesus, that's the resurrected Christ. Let it be also in you. I ain't got that. And I'm not going to ask if anybody. He said, Philippians 2 and 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now I'm talking about being made like him. And Paul went on. To be equal with God. See, our master which he himself said in Luke 6 and 40, the disciple is not above his master, but he that is perfect shall be as his master. Boy, y'all look at me strange. Brother Matter, you preach a crazy gospel. No, I preach the gospel of the kingdom, which the gospel of the kingdom is the gospel of authority and dominion and power. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Got people ready for the coming forth of the kingdom. And then what did Jesus do? Came forth with total power and authority over all devil, sickness, disease. Power to turn the water to wine. Power to speak to fishes and loaves and multiply them. He had the authority and dominion of the kingdom. And I can take you to about four places in the gospel where it says in
Didn't preach anything else. Preached the gospel of the kingdom. You want to get people saved? Preach salvation. You want them to repent? Preach the gospel of repentance like John did. But you want them healed and brings power. When he said Matthew 24, and I'm not sure if it's, I think it's 14, he said, and this gospel of the kingdom must first be preached into all the world for a witness. But there ain't very much witness. There ain't very much witness happening. In Hebrews 2 and 4, he said, And the Lord bearing them witness with diverse signs, wonders, and miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Of authority and dominion, a gospel that bears witness that Christ has taken his abode in here. That that mind that was in Christ Jesus can be also in us because our Lord and Savior, when he equal with God, if he didn't think it was robbery and we're supposed to be like him, I don't think it's robbery. Well, I got one amen. <laughs> with God but made himself of no reputation but he took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of, he was made just like we are to show us this kingdom to show us that we've been predestined and foreordained to be conformed to the end. There's a new ministry coming. There's a new generation out there. You take, you take a lot of young people now. I, I'll just say mid-30s down. A lot of them ain't never been in church. Y'all know y'all got to... Now, I, I got a... A brother now, he's probably in his 40s. He pastors a little church over above Birmingham. And he got around me in the 90s. And I was doing him. I'm over that way. He'll come to my meets. He said, Brother Matter. He said, I ain't never prayed like y'all pray. He said, I ain't never seen God do a miracle. And raised up. I mean, been in a Pentecostal church every Martial arts fighter. I think they call it MMA. He was big in that MMA. I mean, big stocky built guy. He hurt you. <laughs> I seen him stand up in uh, church, and he wanted to go out and talk to me a little bit. So we went out to a Hardee's or something. And, and man, I've seen him stand up in the middle of Hardee's and preach. Just dare him to do anything about it. He just He said, man, you talk about the miracles you've seen and the miracles you've had on the mission field, miracles you've had in this country. He said, I ain't never seen miracles like that. He said, but I know God's real and somewhere he's going to reveal you. He said, but I want it. Since the days of your mama, and your mama passed away,
They quit what we call intercessory prayer. And I get tickled at people, and y'all pardon me, I'm not meaning to criticize, but I see people all the time post on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, but I always put the gospel out there. I said, man, the word prayer warrior to me means somebody knows how to fight in the spirit. And I don't know very many people that know how to fight in the spirit. I mean, we used to have what they call... You remember intercessory prayer? You remember anybody talking about intercessory prayer, Brother Kevin? I know you do. People didn't preach. They didn't talk about preaching. But they'd go to that church two or three times a day. My wife's grandmother was like that. She didn't have a church she could go to, but she went down the road from her house and she found a little church and she went up and told uh, to ask and he gave her a key and she'd go in that church two times a day of a morning and of an evening and she would get in there and she'd pray and a lot of times she got in prayer hour, hour and a half, two, sometimes three hours just bombarded the my wife's sister my sister-in-law had scoliosis of the spine when she was a young girl. And it was her grandmother's prayers. Didn't nobody put her in a prayer line. Didn't nobody. God used to do things in intercessory prayer. You don't see God doing it anymore. There ain't very many people even pray for the sick anymore. What's happened to us, children? We need to get our focus back. I, robbery to be equal with God where's the hunger and the desire of God's people to be conformed to the image of his son I want this and I believe it's right for God's people we'll leave here today and God will stir us God will man the word of God the spirit of God will get in us and we'll leave here the time we get down the road good all the problems. It just pushes the Word of God right back out to the side. And we already switched over up here to take care of all the natural things. Just how we're wired. But we need to get unwired. And we need to let God rewire us. I told people for years in Alabama where I pastored over there for 15 years. Let me erase y'all's hard drive. <laughs> Download something new. That y'all have a heart to serve God. I'm going to one more scripture. It's Romans 12. There and a lot of times he gets nasty. Folks won't come to church. They have pretty good meetings here and abroad. And I'd preach over here to 300. Some meetings were harder than others, but, you know, most of them we had a pretty fair crowd. Then I go to India and 
to see 60, 70, 80,000. I mean, for a week, we'd have four or five meetings like that. And we probably have half a million souls saved over the period of a month. The only thing was, so we wouldn't get anywhere. And when you don't have churches to take these new converts and teach them, you're going to lose a lot of them. They're going to go right back in. Because I'd go preach, and I'd have great miracles and deliverance of people come to me at the end of the meeting and say, well, now where do we go to church? Ain't nobody preaches like this. We don't see these miracles. We don't like this and preaching to people. Just let the devil come in and devour a lot of them. Because you preach a meeting, you got 200 people. People get their lives. They're going to go right back to what they's in or what they, what they was bound with. Every now and then, God bring one out. And I've still got some, even today, back in the 80s and 90s. But I want to I go to Romans 12, and then I, I'm fixing to wind it down. But y'all can't go anywhere right now anyway unless you want to get soaking wet. <laughs> Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. wants us to be clean. He wants us to have right actions. Amen. God wants your body because this right here is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Paul's talking here to do something. And then he went on and said, and be not conformed to this world or be not fashioned after this world. And that dwells out there in the world dwells in you. You're conformed to this world. You hear me? You're conformed to this world. I don't believe Paul was talking about how you dress your outward man. The same works that work in you works out there in the world. There's something changed in you. And he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By the renewing of your minds. If you don't ever get changed in your mind and your mind don't get written, that word right there means remodeled, reconcile. If you don't ever get a change in your mind, it don't do you any good. And I, I, I've told people for years, you may come down here to this altar, you may repent, you may get forgiveness of your sins, you may even get an earnest of the Holy Ghost. You're going to want to serve the will of the flesh. And you've got to make a commitment to serve God, and you've got to learn to serve God. 
If you don't, that carnal man going to go right on, do his best, serve the Lord. And that's why Paul said, don't be conformed to this world. Mind's got to be renewed. Amen. The Spirit of God, it'll change your mind if you let it. But He ain't going to force. God ain't going to force you to serve Him. Yeah, but I've also got flesh. And the enemy will come after you through the works of your flesh. I'm not worried about the devil. He'll trip you up through the works of your flesh. So we need a renewing of the mind because God's got a purpose for us. Amen. God's got a purpose for us. And uh, I appreciate being conformed to his image, just scriptures, definitions. Most of the time I get a chance to uh, make commentary on these notes and give you my thoughts, but I just didn't have time this week. And uh, I can have seven, eight pages of notes and scriptures and definitions that I won't preach to y'all, and God will turn me and send me another direction. So, you know, I used to, And he preaches the word, and he'll preach solid, but he'll, he'll just about stand in one spot. <laughs> he learned to do that when he was making presentations in college. And so you ain't led by the Spirit of God. You're preaching my notes. Well, I don't preach by my notes. I write things down that God deals with me, and I give them to y'all so y'all can study. But like I said, whatever God tells me, I, I can come out here. But I want God to make himself real. Amen. And I want him to be real in you, and I want him to be real in me. And I want to find the will of God. I want to find the purpose of God. And I want to be conformed to his image. For the word, I thank you for the working of your spirit, the moving of the Holy Ghost. Let this word find good ground. Let it be, Lord, that every hungry heart That your hands upon them begin to work in their heart, begin to work in their life, begin to deal with them, Father. That your name, Jesus, may be honored and glorified and lifted up. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord today. And I don't know if I already said it, but there won't be any service next week because I know everybody wants to be with their families. So... Sunday after that New Year's Day. So we'll be in 2017. Sounds crazy, don't it? 2017, man. Just like that. It's been a it's been a fast year. We seen some bumps in the road in 2016, but God creates every circumstance. Amen. And sometimes If we 
Just let things come our way that, you know. And when you've been taught to pray, and I grew up in a home where prayer, I mean, it was. My wife prayed a lot in early years, but I never taught my kids to pray. That's one of my big regrets. But I'm making, we're making amends with it with our grandkids. We're teaching our granddaughter and our grandson. We got one on the way. So we get to teach our grandkids. Because if you've ever been around people that prayed, and you was raised around prayer, things get rough enough. We'll talk to the Lord. That's the reason the Bible said you train up a child in the way it should go. It gets old. It ain't going to depart from that way. So I appreciate the Lord for y'all listening. And maybe between now and next year, and receive the offering, I ask you if you'll honor the Lord with your tithe and do what's right in the Lord's eyes. You know, it, it, it's like I... I mean, I've been in I've been in ministry for a long. And my wife told me the other day. She said it's like the offerings at the church. As little as we are, it's dropped about thirty percent already. So we need you to do your best because there ain't that many. Right, you believe it's real. You believe God put you here. Church is over here. If you want to do something to help me as pastor, put a love offering over here. Come on, let's do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Yes, come back and be with us. You up there? His name's Ken Carter. He's up on uh, Burnt Mountain Road up there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure where that is, but now this is in Jasper. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm talking about over in Jasper. He's got a church up there. I don't know what the name of it is, but but we appreciate you coming. God bless you. Anyone else? Well, God's working in us. Amen. And I'm praying for a greater unity in 2017 and what we got right now. Anybody need prayer? Anybody got a prayer request? You want yeah. <laughs> Looks like to me you got what they call a good old-fashioned sty. That's what I think it is. But Man, I ain't seen a sty on anybody's eye in years. Things hurt, don't they? In, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Take that, done it? <laughs> okay, get one of them. Sister Clara's uh, medicine people, but anyway, yeah. the little girl had died. Wow.
Yeah, my sister is 67 or 68, and she's always had trouble with asthma. She went and visited her doctor. Asthma attacks. And it was that. Yeah, it, it started closing her throat muscles up, and she couldn't breathe. And she had to go in the hospital. Was in intensive care for several days till they found out what was wrong. I said, I ain't never heard of no such. Let's believe God right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Fly. Take your hand off of her. Make her whole razor up for a great testimony and for the name of Jesus to be glorified. In, in Jesus' name. Don't you love the Lord? He's good to us. I said he's good to us. So. Just spend some good quality time with your family. And pray for us. That we'll get to. Because all I care about is getting to see my kids and grandkids. Me, that's what holiday time's for. and they went to New York to visit his mother, which, you know, she's part of life. But Spent most of the day with him yesterday. <laughs> First time I've probably seen him in a month and a half. Got one four months old, and like I said, we got one be here in May. And like All I care about is getting my family together and worshiping God and giving on... God honor and glory. Need prayer. So do keep us in your prayers. And we'll have prayer here Monday night, tomorrow night, uh, 7, 7.30, round in there. I'm tied up, and they said, you might. And I said, I'm here. I'll pray with you at 4 o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock. It don't matter to me when you come to prayer. If you don't come to prayer, let me know. I'll be here. Already come be with us. And then Sister Kathy, you still gonna Sister Kathy on Tuesday night at her house is gonna show the DVD on War Room, which if you that movie. It'll teach you a lot about prayer if you pay attention to it, not just watch it for entertainment. Seven o'clock. Okay. All right. All hearts and minds clear. Love y'all. Keep us in your prayers, and I'll see y'all next year. Let's go to prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, overshadow. Let your name be honored. God, I pray this word found a place in people's hearts. God, whatever your will is for our lives, help us find it. Help us walk that way and fulfill our purpose that your will can be made manifest in our lives. In Jesus.